You can wish all you like. If you're not willing to work for those wishes, you'll never see them. Good evening, everyone. How are you doing out there in All Flavors Land? Yes, you're tuned in to allflavorsradio.com. I am Wimbo77. And I am KJV. Good evening, people. Yes, a nice surprise for you all. A really nice surprise for you all tonight because um, Lily has to work late today. Ah. Ah, So it's KJB, DJ KJB in the hot seat. And I can tell you we just hit the deadline because... You know that technology decides to shut down on you and you just have to think so quick on your feet. And thankfully, we are here tonight. Right, DJ KG? We are. And plus England and Germany are playing as we speak. So Uh please do not uh, um, put scores (laughs) scores (laughs) up, please. No scores allowed into the... No scores tonight. Maybe at the end, at the end. Maybe at the end. At the end, at the end. end. Take a photograph of it, isn't it? Yeah, we can do. Take a picture. Yes, because... um, Hi, Joy McKay, how are you doing? Good evening, George Flavors as well. Thank you so much for your help. Um, Yeah, today's national day then. Should we just... um, How was your day? My day was okay. A bit of running around, but I was... Yeah, I'm, I'm here Alive, kicking, ready to rumble. Oh, ready, ready to, to go. Rumble. Ready That's to go. Good. And thank you for, for going the... I know that you're watching silently on the screen, the football, <laughs> but I'll let you off. But you must concentrate as we are in the studio, okay? I'm, I'm 100% focused. There is no football on my phone <laughs> okay. whatsoever. Oh, never mind. Later, okay? Hush. So the, today's National Day. Yes, it is. And it is National Camera Day. National Camera Day, so people smile. Smile, you're on candid camera. Do you remember that, Ken? Candid camera. I do, I do. Now we're showing our age. <coughs> we're showing our age to the people out there. I know, because now they just call it reels or something, right? I have no idea. Yeah, reels or TikToks. TikToks, TikToks. It's quite funny because they show you a lot of the older stuff on the TikToks. So it is National Camera Day, June the 29th. 29th. And it's a day to celebrate the fact that photography was once, which was once so complicated, that took scientists to understand. It now is part of our everyday lives, isn't it? And when yes. when you think it, it dates back to over eight hundred years, the first invention um, of of the camera. It's amazing, isn't it? Years. I'd have never thought eight hundred years. No, some fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts. We're going to look at some more fun facts as well because there are quite a few. And it says the camera obscura was nothing more than a box with a hole on one side. I have one of those, you know. I know downstairs. I, have I wonder if it's worth anything. I don't know, but I do have one of uh, the first kind of, well, that's not the first one if it's 800 mm, years old, because mm, that mm, one is mm, probably mm. stemming from like around Victorian times. Possibly, possibly. possibly. Yes, yeah, so I do have one of those, but it was a light dark box with a hole that um, had an interior, uh, into the dark interior of the box. Mm-hmm. And it projected an image onto flat inner surface. It says, unfortunately, when the light was gone, the image disappeared. So I guess you'd look into the box and you could see the image on the back. That's Yeah, possibly. 
yeah, we're going back a long time now. So, yeah. yeah, but if the light once the light hit it, mm-hmm. then it, the, then you'd lose the picture. Okay. Yes. So I guess yes. they weren't printing onto um, any paper or anything at that time. No, I don't think they would have. They would have visited to do it on paper. That, yeah, that must have come Not later. At that time. Yeah, it that came come, much, come much a lot later. later. Um, even in our time, because when we used to have, I remember the Kodak cameras. Do you remember those? Was it Kodak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to press the instant. button instant and the picture used to come up. But what you used to do, you used to flick the picture a few yeah, seconds. Yeah, so it would dry. So it dried and it would, it, the image would be there. Yeah. And funny enough, those images or those cameras have kind of are a bit um, hitched these days because now everything, we've gone from a box that just had an image in it to actually having an image on our phones. Wow, that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, so we've, we've gone that far, right? So we don't have an actual photo per se on picture again, but we do have a lot of pictures in our phones. Images? Yes. We have more images these days. It's yeah. more, more to do with images than pictures, isn't it? Yeah, so it says, when everyone with a smartphone has a camera at their fingertips, whether you love shooting film and changing lenses or prefer the ease of digital use, June the 29th is there to focus on how cameras have made telling our stories easier than ever. And it's so lovely that we can catch catch our lives and images, don't you think, as memories? Well, they say memories are made made of pictures, isn't it? Every, every picture tells a story. You know, yeah. when you go back in time, you've got the one of... Like Martin Luther King, mm. uh, Malcolm X, yeah. um, the Black Panther, the, the 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 athlete standing on the podium with his hand raised. That's that's an iconic picture. Yep. Plenty. So, so there's a lot of pictures that are iconic and yeah. tell a story. So yeah. uh, you know, so pictures are an amazing things. So if you've got a camera or if that's your passion, yeah. Well, go go ahead with that, isn't yeah. it? Because yeah. today is National Camera Day. And let's look at the timeline because it says ancient optics invented. The Chinese provide the earliest known written record of their exploration of camera, obscura or pinhole imagery. So that was in 400 BCE. That's quite hard to imagine, isn't it? it? But again, it's amazing. It had to be the Chinese. When you think of... (laughs) (laughs) No, when when you do think of technology in that sense yeah. most of it comes out of the far east yes yeah i remember what is it there so it was like i said fuji was one of the they were the ones with the the what's it called what you put inside the camera the film the film yeah 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 to yeah, capture yeah. it it says the, here the, that didn't we have kodak Kodak, are they Japanese or are they British? What are they? Someone can if, if someone knows drop us drop us a text or 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 come in the Sign up into the chat room and let us know. Yes, do let, let us, know. us know. Please let us know. Okay. As well as, it says there, 1825, the first image printed by French scientist Joseph Nice for Nice. I'm glad you had to pronounce um, that. Invents the heliograph, a print that requires eight hours of light exposure to create and which soon faded. So I think that was the one in the box then, when you mm-hmm. think about it. But it says that it was a um, print first image that was printed. So who knows? In 1839, forerunner of um, filming born, Louis Jacques, 1841. And all those dates are there, right down 
to our day. There's quite a lot of, lot of dates there, isn't it? Um, there um, is tons of dates, but it just shows the evolution or the development, yes. should I say, yeah, of, of of modern technology that we that that started from 400 AD, was it? Or BC, BC, yeah. BC yeah. to 2021. It just shows how advanced we've become. That's right. Right down to today where it says digital has become dominant. So Kodak stopped making film cameras in 2004. That's what I'm trying to say. It's so just, wow, 2000, it's been around for a long time then. Yeah, you, it's amazing. It, but it goes to show that's a lot of, a lot of what they, back then in the 2000s, in the noughties, is now obsolete. Yes, yeah. But mind you that this... I think some people still print to, to film, but it's a rarity now, isn't it? It's more digital. Mm. Digital has taken over. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a passion more now for some people. Yeah. It has to be a passion to do it that way. Yeah, definitely. Opposed to digital. Definitely. And we are, this is the national day. It's a national camera day. So what activities can we actually do on national camera day? Number one says, say cheese. It doesn't have to be Thanksgiving to take a family portrait. Like so National Camera Day gives you another reason to get everyone together for a summer photo session. Who knows, it could become a new family tradition. It could, but bear in mind, you're only meant to do groups of 30. Oh, that's very true. That's true. <laughs> although, although over the start end, we could say that that wasn't the case, right? Mm, that's, we, yes, yes, we, we were... We, we, there's yeah. definitely more, but it was mainly kids, though. Yes, it was, but there was a lot of people. A lot we, of people. we had an, um, more kids um, than people. I would have celebrated Black, Black Lotus were out uh, entertaining us, as well as this was at Broadwater Farm. It was a family community day. Yes, it was sir. very well received. It was says we need our parks, so it looks like they're wanting to build on all of the on our park on, spaces. On the wreck, yeah, because it's 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 a uh, green space, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah, it's, we, a, it's a massive green space. And definitely somewhere like Broadwater Farm, we need the space, the green parks. We don't need no more. We do need houses. And they're doing a lot of building at the moment. But that's the key word, houses. That's right. Yeah, the people, a lot of people in flats now. At the it? moment, the, 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 the builds are mainly blocks, mm. flats, high rises, as we, you know, if people look around London, that's what the yeah. majority of what they're building. Yeah. Um, houses in London is, is, is difficult mm. because of, of getting enough land but the thing is i know that but when they start building on the green spaces you need the green spaces as well isn't it so that's for mm. no, that's for another that's another that's story yes that's another so uh number two you can take a safari so not necessarily going to the serengeti or anywhere like that <laughs> which would be nice still wouldn't it well, we've got some lo lovely walks. We've yes. got nature. We've got nature walk. Uh, right. Tottenham Hell. What's it called? Um, the walk just there we did the other day. Oh, I can't remember, Ken. I'm really sorry. Yeah, what? I know. It escapes oh, me. Wet the wetlands. The wetlands, wetlands. That's it. Yes. We got. We got the wetlands. So, do you have anywhere like local that you can kind of walk to? Can take some nice pictures and so forth. It's nice to get a nice snap, isn't it? Mm -hmm. As well as get creative by scrapbooking. So if you like to take pictures of different things, you might have one specific thing, then create scrapbook is mm. a nice idea as well. Okay, because you, 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 you like taking pictures as well. You know, when yeah. you're, especially when you go down to Springfield Park, you mm. see birds, you like to take pictures, certain flowers. Yeah. So, you know, especially now, like we've just discussed about having... Um, the modern phone, you don't need to have a, necessarily have a camera. Yeah. But even, even with your phone, just to stop, appreciate the beauty take yep. some pictures Absolutely. just bring you back 
bring it back, bring yeah. it back to nature, nature and nurture. Totally. So, beautiful people. Did you know there are five facts that we're going to tell you right now about photography? Uh, they're five fun facts. And the first one is, yes, you do have a good side. I don't know what my good side is. Uh, all, all sides are good. <laughs> you would say that, I definitely you? would say that. Okay, yes. so it says researchers at Wake Forest University found that the left side of our faces look better in photographs than the right side does so that's quite interesting isn't it that's what i didn't realize that yeah what's so the next one another fun fact yeah uh the, the well it's interesting that it says the best model was a dead model oh, which gross. which i don't know where that came from where we get that it's fact it's, from it used to take hours of exposure to capture a single image so many of the earliest photographic portraits were taken taken were of corpses and that's very true i've seen that so a lot of the old victorian would they prop up the corpses yeah they were of dead people oh, wow that's quite an interesting <laughs> fact, isn't it? That's very interesting. As well as um, cheers, um, cheers for the cheerleader effect. So research published in the journal Psycholo Psychological Science show that because being in a group averages out everyone's features, we're perceived as looking better in group shots than in, in individual portraits. I don't know about that. I think I think it's you get a group shot is is good because you're capturing the whole group and the essence mm. of the group. Yeah. But I think individual shots can still look beautiful as well. Yeah, totally. But I kind of get that and don't because I I don't know. I'm not too sure about group shots personally, but it's preference, isn't it? And it says no that they weren't afraid to smile. So it says, in fact, the reason people took so grim old, it um, looked so grim in old photos is one of necessity. It was almost impossible to maintain a smile when you have to sit absolutely still for hours to get a single shot. Yeah. Well, I, I can think of, well, <laughs> we still, so I, mm, sometimes I've seen pictures and especially of my um, family. Yeah. The older generation, should I yeah. say. And they never used to smile that much. If, if anybody disagrees with that, please <laughs> let put, us know. Put it in the chat room, send us a, drop us a, a text. If you, if you agree or disagree, that the older generation really struggled to, even now, sometimes we struggle to sometimes break a smile in the picture. But a smile is good. A smile mm. is good. And finally, the last fun fact is that the selfie debuted. Debut, in 1839, and that was Robert Cornelius. He set his camera up in the back of his family store, removed the lens cap, and then ran into the frame to capture his own photo, a process that took several minutes. So we love National Camera Day. Would you say that, Ken? I think it's a fantastic day, and I think we, if we do have the opportunity to celebrate it, celebrate it. That's right, because photography preserves memories, and anyone can take a photograph. And um, why we love National Camera Day, you could pick up a pen or use a computer to write about what's going on in your life, or you could take a picture. Brilliant. Fabulous, fabulous. So hashtag National Photography Day or National Camera Day, and we love photographs. Yay. All right, so. Definitely. To join fun in, facts, fun join facts. in on the conversation, 07895. 134713 and our question that we're asking today because we've not um asked it um i got a lot of backlash on facebook as people thought that this question was coming from me but we saw a video and it was a white woman it was a man um showing that there was a, a leaked conversation um, from a group of white ladies 
And they were claiming that black men are desperate and have low self-esteem. So we really just wanted your thoughts on it. Are our men desperate and do they have low self-esteem? We'll be looking at that a little bit later on. Facts about history today then, Ken, today in history. Well, we're celebrating a, a, a Dr. Carter G. Woodson, mm. uh, the father of the black... Yeah. The father of the black history month. Mm. Mm. And it's actually said that quite a few other people were inspired Black History Month. But this uh, Dr. Carter G. Woodson, he was the uh, he was really the founder of the journal Negro History. And he's he's well known and won an award for being a wonderful historian. Um, He was born into slavery in 19 um, in 1875 and in 19, 1907 he obtained a BA degree from the University of Chicago I thought that was amazing looking through this because so um, so soon after slavery he was able to go to school and earn himself a bachelor degree mm-hmm. when you think of Harvard yeah that wouldn't have been an easy step to take because mm. it was the he is the best unit that's like going to Oxford or Cambridge yeah. in this country yeah equal to um so that was an effort for a, for a black man that's come from that background yeah that was an amazing achievement I think that's right because that was in 1912 that he received his PhD from Harvard mm. amazing you know when we when we dig into these history books and we dig a little bit deeper I mean once a week we look at um, someone in history that has made waves that's a pioneer that's an ancestor that has set a precedent for us to follow well there's so much of them out there there are so much and coming out of slavery um it's nice they've come away from that and have not allowed that to hold them back which i find quite amazing now um in 1915 uh dr carter he and his friends established the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History. And a year later, the Journal of Negro, Hist- um, Negro History began quarterly publication. So then they started to publish their works and findings on um, the journaling Negro history. OK, so in t- 1926, Woodson proposed and launched the annual February observance, which we now know as Black History Month, um, but the Americans, they celebrate it in February and we celebrate it in October. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so in, it became Black History Month in 1976, by the way. And it said that he chose that February for observation because February the 12th was Abraham Lincoln's birthday and February the 14th was the accepted birthday of Frederick Douglass. See, a lot of these people that we've covered, again, they're coming back around... And yeah, there's a connection. That's right. Yeah. There's an interlinked. Everything there links. Interlinked. Everything links, which is wonderful. So Dr. Woodson, um, who was a founder of Associated Publishers, a founder and editor of the Negro History Bulletin and the author of more than 30 books. And his best-known publication is The Miseducation of the Negro. That is a fantastic book. I've read it. And it is, I think, every single black person should read that book. The Miseducation of the Negro. So if you are an, a reader, um, definitely check that one out. And that was originally published in 1933 mm-hmm. and still 
It's it still, still. And if you have read it, mm. again, drop us a line in the chat room to let us know what you thought of the book. Yeah. Do you think it's still prevalent today? Is it, is it still relevant today? Absolutely. It is, definitely. It just shows you the background and the mentality and the thinking, you know, behind, like, black people and why we think in certain terms. Another great book was the one by Booker T. Washington. Yeah, Up, 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 up From Slavery. Yeah. That was a cracking book. Yeah, Absolutely brilliant, brilliant book. So it says he died in 1950 and he died of a heart attack. Um was a scholar whose dedication in celebrating the historic contributions of black people led to the establishment of Black History Month, marked every February since 1976. So Woodson fervently believed that black people should be proud of their heritage and all Americans should understand the largely overlooked achievements of black Americans. That's excellent. And it's interesting because this person, Woodson, was an American scholar. Mm. Um, and writer, mm. an advocate for black, uh, for for black black uh, people. Yeah. But also, although he's talking about predominantly Americans should know their black history, mm. we can now come across the water and actually add that yes. to ourselves as well. Yes. So as, as British black people, yes. are we aware of our history? Do we know our history? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so that's just as important as for them. Mm. And it's no shouldn't be no different. For us yeah. as well. What I love about Woodson was that it says that his schooling was erratic and he helped out on the family farm as a teen. And as a teen, he worked in the coal mines, but he had a hunger for education. And he was largely self-taught because I was wondering that. I mean, he got a BA. He was born, what, what year was he born in 18, 1875? But by 1907 he obtained his BA degree so uh, someone do the maths me because <laughs> I can't work the maths out but and then by 1912 he'd received his PhD that's five years four he five he worked hard with, within a short mm. space of time because that's like 12 um, five, so five years after five he'd years. done his BA yeah five years he got a PhD that's, mm. that's hard that in this day and age, to, to, to achieve something so mm. great like that. Especially when you, you talk about his, where he came from. Yeah. And, and at such a young age, you know, having to self, possibly self-fund himself. Yeah, self-taught. Self-taught, self-fund. Mm. We're not sure because yeah. obviously it was very difficult uh, for black Americans uh, back then. Yeah, yeah. To rise above what they've been through so yeah. that, that makes it even before with that background it makes it even more of an achievement yes so that's quite i think that's quite a feat actually and well he's gone on it and he wrote over 30 books and he's still we're still learning from him today mm. so i find that quite amazing check him out this is um sorry dr carter g woodson all right the father of black history month and we can learn so much, so much from him. So, um, Kenny, I think that we'll just go to a short break and we'll see y'all on in five. In five. Stay there. We'll be back after these. Call us now on 07895134713. That's 07895134713. Okay, so that was the sounds 
of the Commodores, Night Shift, and we started off there with a bit of Luther Vandross. All right, so um, Ken, KGB. Yes. Next next thing is the word of the day. That's what we're going to be talking about now, right? Yes, the word of the day is Willem. Wylem, Wylem. 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 Rewind, rewind, my sister. <laughs> Yeah. Wylam. 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 So it says, did you know Wylam shares an ancestor with the word while? No. Yes. Both trace back to old English words, will. So it's an English word. It's an old English word. And it means time or while. So wait for a while. Wylam. Wylam. Yeah. I had no idea. Some of these words I've n- I would have never... Until you do... These words of the week, some of them I would dream of actually knowing that they actually existed. Yeah, that's why they say it's really good to learn a word a day because it it, uh, extends our vocabulary. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, this is an old English word, Willem, and it was an adverb meaning at times. So this use um, passed into Middle English Mm -hmm. with a variety of spellings, one of which is Willem. So in the 12th century, the word acquired the meaning formally. So it's to do with time, while, or formally. And it says its its usage has dwindled because by the end of the 19th century, it's since been labelled archaic. It, well, it is, isn't it? It's like yeah. the, thou, the. Mm, mm. Middle English, you know, back centuries, 19th, before the 19th century, yeah. that's how people will talk even some of the old films and you watch some of the films that's how they frankly some, yeah, my dear yeah, i don't yeah, give a damn yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, we know now mm. modern language has changed absolutely totally totally changed so totally you can understand why it is seen as archaic yeah can you imagine standing by the bus stop <laughs> and someone asking you a question and you use that word oh the yeah, the bus will will be willow willow here in a while. In, in, in a while, and they're like, whoa, whoa, who, what, where, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It said it first appeared on the scene in the fifteenth century, with now um, obsolete meaning deceased. It's dead in the waters, and so by the nineteenth century, it was being used um, as former. Mm-hmm. So it's quite funny how words go on and they transition. And change as well. Yeah, because now we use while. Yeah, while. Wow. Or former or time. Time. And it's relatively un- an un- uncommon word, word, but it does see occasional use. Does it? So I guess, yeah, I guess if you're writing a novel, for instance, and it was set back in the day. Yeah, like a play or a period piece. Yeah, right. So if it was a period piece, then you would mm. want it to be as authentic as possible. Yeah. So you'd include words such as that. Mm, mm. However, the one the word that we used last week, miasma. Do you remember that word? Yeah, miasma. Miasma. It it's cropped up quite a lot this week. Has it? Yeah. In, in articles. Not in articles, but just in the the way that we can use it. Okay. Yeah. So we've. It, I I can see how we can apply that to situations. That word miasma. But yeah, this wylam. Um, it's an old word. And it disappeared by the 19th century. But it's still good to have an idea, especially if we're writers or uh, we're creatives in that sense. Like you said, mm. screenwriters, whatever. If we are doing period pieces, then that word. That's true. Radio Wylam, show. Radio show. Yep. Radio show. <laughs> Wylam may come up in the, our vocabulary. So remember, it's good to learn a word a day 
and um, mm. yeah, extend that vocabulary. Yes, Ken. And again, I was just saying that this, these are fun facts. Mm. Um, tell us what you think about the word of the day. What do you think? Do you enjoy the word of the day? Is yeah. it something we should continue? Drop us a line in chat room or give us a call or send us a text. 07895134713. Okay, so breaking news. Now, I, I saw an article today. I think we'll scroll down to it because I thought it was really quite powerful. And it was highlighting a young boy who he started his own, his own tutoring business. Um, coming from school um, because of the whole lockdown situation and being in in lockdown mm-hmm. uh, he he's just finished school and um, I'm just trying to find the article here and he has decided to start his own business as a tutor wow that kind of links in with um Mr. Wood, is it Wooden? Wooden. Oh, Woodgrove. Woodgrove. Yeah, yeah, Woodson. Yeah. Woods, Woodson. Um, at the top. Yeah. About um, how he self-taught himself, went on to do his uh, university at Chicago, then he went to Harvard. Harvard, yeah. So it runs a similar kind of mm. thread, isn't it, about that thirst for knowledge and yeah. wanted to be your best self. This young boy, um, his name is, let me find his name, <clears throat> sorry, uh, um, Malaki, Malaki, his name is, 16-year-old Malaki, started his own tutoring business. He's 16 years old and he's a former King Edward IV or six Aston School pupil and has a passion for education. See, did you don't note that word that kind of keeps cropping up in there? Passion. Passion. Passion for education. Passion. And, and this school's in Birmingham, if you wanted to know, by the way. It's mm. a school, a school it's, it's an article taken from a Birmingham newspaper. So it's yeah. based in Birmingham. So it says, many children leaving school age 16 choose to relax and unwind over the summer months before entering the real world. I guess college mm. or mm. getting a job or whatever they choose to do. Um, but this former pupil from King Edward VI Aston School decided to immerse himself straight away by setting up his own online tutoring business. Amazing. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So he's an entrepreneur wizard, wizard Malarkey Davis. He says he has a passion for education and inspiring others, inspiring others to be successful. Um, he finished his GCSEs, sorry guys, he finished his GCSEs in May and believes he can offer a new type of tutor, tutoring which many adults can't. Which is understand because he's been through the school system. Yeah. So he, yeah. he knows what works, what worked for him, what didn't work. And mm. he can then use that knowledge yeah. to help and encourage others. Um, I got a bit, also we got a, a big shout out to his parents. Absolutely, yeah. His yeah. parents must have played a pivotal role in encouraging mm. him. And that encouragement, he's just taking on that gauntlet and he's just, he's running with it. running with it, yeah. He says he can relate to children of similar age better than some teachers in the classroom setting. And I I believe that's so because being a teacher, coming out, uh, you're older, maybe you can't relate so much to the youngsters and what their needs are. So I guess him being a youngster, that he feels that he can 
kind of relate and know what kind of what they're going mm. through, um, what um, maybe barriers that they might come across, what things that the issues, whatever, mm. as a young person, that maybe an old older person can't. Mm. Because sometimes I think teachers sometimes just see the curriculum mm. and see what they need to teach and. Yeah. and don't really look at how we can make make youngsters teachable. Yeah, not the fact of making them teachable because no, we're all maybe teachable. Maybe I'm saying making a, make saying it in the wrong in the wrong sense, making it looking in the wrong way. Maybe I'm explaining. Okay, but but basically, there's a lot lot of youngsters out there that that do want to learn. Yeah, and, and sometimes I think possibly people can correct me if I'm wrong that sometimes teachers don't actually understand the backgrounds of some of these children yeah oh definitely in that sense making them teachable yeah and i think it's about taking the time out to learn mm-hmm. about um what these youngsters are going through as well but some teachers are, are under it they're just proper can't relate because they've got piles of uh, paperwork to get through and so on and so forth so the teaching side or aspect of it takes a back seat and it's it's sort of if you can't keep up then you fall behind that's only in some teachers' case, teaching cases, I guess. Um, just to add, sometimes it can be the size of the classroom as yes, well. Yes, yeah. And they, so, uh, 30 or children. Wow, can you imagine? And you don't just have one group of 30. You, if you're working in a school, you're going to have groups dependent on what you're teaching. Mm-hmm. Depending on where, where you're teaching, you could have up or nigh on mm. a lot of students, a That's lot of true. students to be looking after. That's true. And, and you've got to look at funding, the borough. Yep, yep. Yeah, we know that Haringey is one of the poorest boroughs in um, London. Mm-hmm. It's in fact it's the second poorest borough in London, so that's quite sad to hear that because hear. then obviously the funds and those kind of things aren't there because the borough is divided up. Mm. So it depends where the school is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as to possibly what funding it will get, type of children that are going into it. Yeah, although that shouldn't make a difference, mm. but sometimes that can make a difference it, it because it makes a huge difference. Yeah. It, it, it breathes the ground for, for positive teaching or sometimes, yeah. unfortunately, it and can turn out to be the other, or, or opposite. Now, a lot that. of schools are turned into academies. Mm-hmm. So some were local authority funded. Mm-hmm. The academies are government funded. So whereas maybe they might have got a bit more before, um, the government funded, they just they fund per student. So it's very hard we, mm. we spoke about it a few weeks ago when they was talking about keeping the stu- students on till later on in the day because they or because they have to catch up and how much they were willing to spend i think was something like 700 pounds per student over a three year period nothing. That's nothing, right is it? right so it's quite uh, amazing so it says he's the last he's the best person to help if teachers are struggling because he knows exactly what children are going through, especially having recently come out of education himself. So going through the system made him realise how hard exams are for pupils. He says he wants to help them get through it and be the best version of themselves. I, I really take my hat off to this young boy. And he says the Harbour, um, the Harbour resident is willing to teach any age group up to GCE level. So he's keeping it wow. quite young. He is, isn't he? And 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 that's an amazing thing to do. Again, mm. it, it goes to show, you know, parents. We're parents. If there's parents, yeah. that it just shows what our children can achieve. Mm. 
mm. if, if, if we strive to instill the, those values uh, in them. Again, give us a call, text. Yep. Um, and let's know what your thoughts are. Yes, what your thoughts are. You know, some of you might have children out there who are listening. What do you think of the education in your borough mm. or in the school that your child goes to? Yeah. Um, do you see the positives? Do you see the negatives? Yep. Oh seven eight nine five one three four seven one three. All right. So, in line with that, um, Ken, and we do have a, a few minutes to discuss this. And this is regarding the police, because I'm going to spend a little time talking about the police and what our rights are when it comes to stop and search, as well as, you know, if people find themselves in trouble with the police. Because um, what I, I found was that police powers to stop and search. Um, is this the one? Sorry, guys. Um, regarding, there's a lot more black folk that have been stopped by sort of the underground police or transport police yeah transport for london police yes. yeah yeah it's it's interesting that because it says that the when there was a a census done survey mm. yeah it was shown that um black people uh, were high risk yeah. of being stopped and uh having force force being used mm. uh, on them compared to their white counterparts. That's right. It says six times more likely to use force on black people. That's what the figures reveal. Wow. So black people are six times more likely to experience use of force from the British Transport Police, BTP, more than their white counterparts, according to the figures. And it says a freedom of information request shows official rec record detailing how BTP officers used force 6,325 times more in 2019 to 20, 2020, with one in five cases involving black people. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, isn't it? yeah that, black, a... so it's not necessarily black males, it's black people. Black people, it, it didn't specify, did no. it? It's not specifying. We have, yeah. to, we have to kind of let everybody know it doesn't specify. Yeah, so it says that the BTP and Policies England, Wales and Scotland rail networks a spokeswoman said the BTP will always place diverse communities at the forefront of their policing approach. And she continued, we are acutely aware of our responsibility to demonstrate fair and effective policing and to consistently analyse and challenge the way that they work. Well, that's an interesting statement to make when you look at statistics. Mm. The statistics does not necessarily collate with that statement. Yeah, because they're saying it's like 6,325 times. That's a lot. That is a lot. They, is. And that's using force. And that's, that's not even stopping and searching. And, that's, that's, and I think that's the point. It's using force. Mm. To what degree that force is, we're unsure. But yeah. the fact that, that having to use force is highlighting um, the issue of, of, of possibly profiling. Yeah. And the type of people they're stopping. We're not, again... That's not put in the report. We're not sure. So there, there are things that we can't ascertain yeah. directly from this report. But when you look at that statistic, it is high. It's a lot of people. Very high. In a year. That's only in a year. 2019 to 2020. So that's only in one year. That's And that's, um, yeah, like I said, they're using force um, with these people. 
This is our approach will put the community at the heart of this process and not only welcome but invite their scrutiny and it needs to be scrutinized if that's the case if um uh, black people are six times more than likely to experience the use of force from and this is the british transport police mm. and it's interesting yeah. if, if they're being scrutinized and they're going to be analyzed mm. it'd be interesting to know if it, it's an independent body that does it or whether they do it internally it's um from the national travel survey and department for transport exactly department of transport it's transport police so they really they're, it's their organization not, not one, no, because it, it looks like they're separate because okay. there's a National okay. Travel Survey okay. and Department for Transport. Okay, so there's two bodies that are yeah. overseeing, that analyze yeah. analysing those statistics. Yeah, yeah. because it says okay. um, the British Transport Police are separate. Separate, okay, I'm just, clar- yeah. I'm just clarifying that, thank you. And it's also um, data from the British Transport Police that mm. shows 175 of all use of force incidents were against black persons. Wow. It's quite a lot, 17.5. Well, it'd be interesting. This is 17.5, but what is that out of? Is yeah, that out of 100? Is that out of 50? We're not sure. So, again, it's just it's the statistics that are taken mm. uh, and screwed, you know, small statistics that are just being pulled out of a report. Um, 17.5 is still very high. Yeah. Personally, for well, me, well, if it's going on the the percentage that we said four yeah, percent yeah. of black people in the UK, which I don't agree with, I think there's a lot more. Again, then that's quite a high percentage. That's quite, high. and this is these are the ones that have been highlighted. Yeah, there, I'm sure there's other incidents that have been perpetrated, mm. but maybe not. We're, we're unaware of them. Maybe unaware of them. Yeah. So who knows. You know, so it says that um, there's a lot of disparities as regards to it says, it says it's important to con- it is important to contextualize that British Transport Police is unique in policing a national and transient population which covers many very varied local demographics across the, the, the um, three ca- countries, and that's um, England, Scotland, and what was the, the other one? And Wales. And Wales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they are three different countries, so mm. they're, they're trying to, to join them all. But British Transport Police, I thought it would be more apparent more in London, but no, because I, I have seen videos sort of with police in, say, Birmingham and those other being mm, very mm, forceful. Mm, being very forceful, yeah, yeah. With the, the, the people that are using the transport. transport. I remember them dragging a woman off because she wouldn't put her mask on, but they didn't even ask her. They didn't even ask whether she was exempt. They just went straight in and didn't ask any questions, which is a bit out of order, isn't it? Well, really, they're meant to follow protocol. Yeah. So, obviously, if if they're not following protocol, then that percentage is there for a reason. Mm. If they just if that's the case, because I haven't seen this video, obviously. Yeah. I'm only going what you say. So, if they if that's what they've done, yeah. surely that's that's. That's not not legal, is it? That's right. So what we are going to tackle after the break, beautiful people, um, listeners, is what are the powers? What are police powers to stop and search and what your rights are? It's very important to know what what our rights are when it comes to stop and search. So that's what we'll be looking at after the break. Um, And also, just quickly, if anybody's had an experience Mm. um, and and you're listening, please let us know. Give us a shout, 07895 134 Oh, the sounds of Bruno Mars. 
and Anderson Pack. That's a big tune. A sweet tune. That's a sweet, sweet, sweet tune. tune. Yes, I think um, DiCarlo, we're going to be doing that in our set, right? That's what you said the last time that we'll, we we are actually or have started gigging, should I say. So we are back on track and that's wonderful to be out Looking back in the public domain. I know that we were out with the boys on stage on Saturday. That was a bit odd and strange well, well the mics weren't, weren't yeah, fantastic they were not mics we're not, we're not making any excuses here I'm just saying the mics <laughs> the mics the mics weren't the best I, the I was quite best. shocked you know when you 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 operate from a certain level hmm. and then you'd like oh wow and you, you st- the show's still got to go on when you think about it but and the guys done really, really well. Black Lotus done amazingly. Yeah, once they warmed up yes. and got into their stride. And it was a great, great day out. So check out Black Lotus, Black Lotus Group. They've got a wonderful EP out at the moment. Doing big things. They're going to do big things. Yes. Honestly. Really, really Get on the bandwagon things. now. Because when they hear it, you yeah. can say, I, mm-hmm. heard, I heard them here. <laughs> but we will be in South London on Saturday. And then on Sunday, I think we'll be... Um, sort of in Hoddesdon or somewhere so it's a lot of tra- the travelling started but it's good it's all good um, had projects closing and so on and so forth so I've been very very busy extremely busy being busy is good it's, it's a good good, good, it's thing. A good thing being busy is a good oh, thing oh yeah so what we were talking about before the break was that it, um, black people are more than six times more likely to be stopped or force being used on them by the British Transport Police which is quite a high statistic because it said it was one in five people, didn't it? Mm-hmm. It said 17.5%, Right, 17.5%. So with that being said, it's really important, I feel, that we need to know what our rights are when we are being stopped or if we are, have been stopped or are going to be stopped by the police. Um, knowing what to say, knowing what to require of them and what they require of us. So the police can stop and question you at any time and they can search you depending on the situation. Um, A police community um, support officer or PCSO must be in uniform when they stop and question you. And um, let me have a look here, sorry. Stop and question you. And a police officer doesn't always have to be in uniform, but if they're not wearing uniform, they must show their warrant card. They've got to show ID. Yes, the rules are slightly different in um, Scotland, so it's different kind of powers that they have. We're just focusing on on England, London. Yeah, yeah. So stop and and question police um, powers. What does it um, help us to see there, Ken? It says a police officer might stop you and ask the following: What's your name? Mm. What are you doing in the area? And actually, where you're going? Right. So you don't have to stop or answer any questions and if you don't and there's no other reason to to suspect you then this alone can't be used as a reason to search or arrest you Mm -hmm. right so if you have you don't have to answer the questions and you don't um if you don't there's no if there's no other reason to suspect that you've done anything Mm -hmm. then this this alone can't be used as a reason to search or arrest you so just Mm -hmm. remember that they can't Mm -hmm. just say oh we're going to stop and search you. No, it doesn't got, work like no, that. They've got a specific, have a specific reason yes. to stop you. Yeah, yeah. And ask you those questions. That's right. And you don't have to answer. You don't have to stop and answer any of their questions. However, um, stop and search police powers. So a police officer has powers to stop and search you if they have reasonable grounds 
to suspect if you're carrying any of these things? Uh, uh, the following illegal drugs, a weapon, stolen property, something which could be used to commit a crime such as a crowbar or a possible um, hammer. I don't know. I'm yeah. just, I'm just yeah. going on. Yeah, you're right there. Screwdriver. Baseball bat. Baseball bat, yeah. Yeah, if you do Knife. not have... Yeah, if you don't have any reasonable grounds... So say you were a, a workman, for instance, and you had to carry a hammer. Or if you were a chef and you had to carry knives, it would be in a proper pouch and all that kind of stuff. That's a reasonable reason or reasonable grounds for you to have a specific thing. Mm. But as Ken said, if you do have illegal drugs, a weapon, stolen property or something that could be used to commit a crime, such as a crowbar, etc., then they do have a right to stop and search you. Okay, if you're not carrying it for, well, don't mm. carry illegal drugs. It's, it's only used for personal use, right? Or to whatever. So, so you can only be stopped and searched without reasonable grounds if it has been approved by a senior officer. And this can happen if it is suspected that you... You have a serious violence could take place. Mm. You're carrying a weapon or have used one. You're in a specific location or area that's deemed um, by them to yeah. be a risk. Right. An area of risk. Okay, but this is only if you have committed a serious violence. If Mm. serious violence can take place, you're carrying a weapon, or you've used one, Mm. or you're in a specific. I mean, that specific location or area. Ken, I think we need. Well, I'm. I'm just thinking maybe a club, possibly a club, a bar, a sports stadium. Okay, just fair enough. Yeah, I'm just thinking maybe possibly those. I could be wrong, but anyway, if I'm wrong, please. Yeah. Drop us a drop us a, a line in the chat room. Give us a call. Send us a text to mm. highlight if 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 there's if you think we've missed out anything or, or you want to add anything. Okay. So remember, you have the rights, and the police have to. They they can ask you what your name is, what you're doing in the area, and what you're doing. But you don't have to stop or answer any questions. All right. So if you don't have if you don't and there's no other reason to suspect you, then this alone can't be used as a reason to search or arrest you, okay? But obviously, if you are carrying illegal drugs or weapons mm, and so forth, mm, then they mm. have the right to do that, mm. okay? So before you're searched, the police officer must tell you, write this down, their name and their, their police station, what they expect to find, for example, drugs or whatever. Yeah, reason why they stopped you, yeah. The reason they want to search you, for example, for example, if you look like you're hiding something, and why you why they're legally allowed to search you, that you can have a record of the search, and if it is isn't possible at the time, how you can get a copy of that. So yeah, this is very very important that they um, tell you their name and the police station. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In which a lot of cases you don't see them no, doing no, no, this no. stuff. They don't, they don't. They need to. They have to identify themselves. It's like any any person that comes to your house or mm. stops you. Normally they have a name tag. Yeah. They have a badge. They make you aware of who they are and where they've come from. That should be no different to anybody else, especially someone in the uniform. Yeah. Yeah, so they are, they are public servants, so they should identify themselves. Yeah, so what what they expect to find as well. Mm, mm. So we believe that you're carrying such and such, mm. so they they'll have to tell you what they expect, 
and the reason why they're going to search you. So we do have rights. We do have rights as individuals, as, what do they call us, civilians, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so we, we do. do. So they're not allowed to remove clothing, though. So a police officer can ask you to take off your coat, jacket or gloves. And the police officer might ask you to take off other clothes and anything you're wearing for religious reasons. For example, for example, a veil or a turban. If they do, they must take you somewhere out of public view. They can't do it in public. Yes, so they have to respect your dignity, your yes. privacy. Yeah. yeah. So if they want to, um, to if the officer wants to remove more than a jacket and gloves, they must be the same sex as you. So if you're mm. a woman, a man can't ask you to take it and take it off. It's yeah, got to be a female I know. I, officer. Yes. Yes. Okay, so in all these cases, it, this is on the gov.gov website. Um, for if you want more information, mm. just to go in there and really scrutinise it, because we're going to go in a bit more about the ages of consent and when they can stop and search you as well. Okay, right? okay. So being searched, though, doesn't mean that you're being arrested. And this was quite... It, it really not baffled me, but I thought, well, because... Um, it was my mum, Joy McKay, she, she showed me a video and it was of a young boy. I mean, he could have been more than 12 and the police were carrying him, arresting him into the bully van. And I thought, oh my gosh, this can't be right. This, they must have to tell his parents. However, the age of criminal responsibility in England and Wales... is 10. 10 years of age. I didn't know that. 10 years old. I, hadn't, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, this means that children under 10 can't be arrested or charged with a crime. But there are other punishments that can be given to children under 10 who break the law. Wow. Yeah. So when we talk about criminal responsibility, does that mean that when they do arrest that child, although yeah. they've taken them into custody, they still got to have an adult present? Well, it doesn't say that, no. Okay. If, you're, if you're a 10-year-old, it means you can be arrested... And and charged. But it doesn't say with a they, crime. But it doesn't say it's got there's got to be an adult present. No, children between ten and seven can be arrested and taken to court if they commit a crime. Wow. Ten and seventeen, wow. Yes. Yeah, and they are treated differently from adults, obviously. Obviously, yeah, because of but their age. Child from ten to seventeen can be arrested and taken to court if they commit a crime. Yeah. They are um, treated differently, however. They're dealt with youth by, by youth courts, mm-hmm. uh, given different sentences and, and sent to special secure units or centres for young people and not adult prisons. But that's, mm-hmm. that's quite amazing, isn't it? Children from 10 to 17. Yeah, it's very specific, isn't it? Yeah. 10 to 17, because obviously I, 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 above 17, you're class, I suppose yes. you're class. Sorry. from 18, and yeah. 18, you're class yeah. So, yeah. wow, that's that's an amazing yeah. thing. Can so, you imagine being 10, 10 and taken to a an adult police station? But it's, remember, it's all adults. Yeah, so the, how does that happen, you know? The thing, no, you, you're not taken to with adults. You're not with adults. No, no, we, I mean taken to an adult, adult environment because a police station is yeah. really an adult environment, yeah. isn't yeah. it? We're talking about. Yeah. But then if, you've commit, if they do commit a crime, then obviously... It, there's no mention of parents here. This is what I'm saying. This is why I'm clar- trying to clarify. I don't know if anybody else um, has uh, anything to add or can clarify some of the points that we're, we're raising. Mm. I would assume that there is an adult present either at the police station or they get 
an adult to accompany the child. Yeah, yeah. Um, because as I said, it's an, it's an adult environment they're going into. It doesn't matter. From 10 to 17, you can be arrested. So when I saw that young boy saying, the police, they need to call his parents, they need to, they need to, they need to. I guess they don't need to do anything. They can be arrested and mm. they are responsible for that action, whatever action they've, whatever crime Ooh. they've committed. The 10 year old is. Yeah. Because I don't know. I don't know if, if, if I'm understanding right. A, a child of 10 mm. um, can't be emotionally or, or educationally responsible for some of the things that he's they're doing they must have other people who are um, kind of co- coercing them to do possibly what they're doing not necessarily look at that james 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 bolger was it remember the young boy that the two boys that they kidnapped the boy and yes, they killed him yeah, and yeah, there's been other instances in that case so. and they were very young children very young. okay so um sometimes it, like it said they they've got to I'm sure that they will work it to see whether they are responsible in that case. But James Bulger's killers were charged. They were two young boys. Yeah, Venables, they, was it Terry Venables and another? They would, they would, I can understand they were charged. Yeah. But I, I don't think they, I can't imagine at that age, they could fully understand the ramifications of what they did. They, Come on. they fully couldn't have. They, I don't think they could at that age. I, I, as I said, so are you saying they're not responsible I, for the, I, I'm not what saying they did? I'm not saying they're not. They got to be held responsible yeah. because yeah. at the end of the day, I, I took, but to understand how mm. it would have affected them after the fact, yeah, they did. They, 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 there's no way mentally or emotionally they were prepared for that at that age. Yeah, but they they committed. The crime, so no. they had to be held responsible for that. No, I understand that. I'm yeah. not disputing the fact that if you commit a crime, you got to be responsible for yeah. your actions. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But I'm not talking about the action. I'm talking about the emotional Age. state yeah. and the mental state. Yeah, that's what I'm alluding to at that age. I mean, in that case, it was quite severe, wasn't it? Mm. Whereas. It could be petty crime, it could be mm, mm, little mm, things, mm, but don't forget mm. sometimes these older people, like you said, coercion, that older people can use these younger people for uh, for mischievous mm, actions mm. or, yeah. you know, and that th- th- there will be recourse. Mm. And this is why they use these younger, younger soldiers, this is why a lot of maybe young people are going missing at the moment, because the older ones are at the top, feel that they're, that they're not accountable, which they are, mm. for using the younger ones to do their mm. dirty work And it's in some cases. And just, just, just to add to that, mm. that means the young people yeah. are not aware mm. of the consequences of what they're doing from this. Because right. if you from 10, you yeah. can be arrested. Up to the age of 17, you, you can just be pulled off the street if you're involved in something at the age of 10, mm. that means although they're these these ones at the top are using these youngsters, I think the impression is that, oh, you're at that age, you nothing will happen to you. That's, yes. that's, that's, that's the pres- impression they're giving. That's the impression they're yes. giving. But obviously from what we, we've clarified, that's not the case. But at 10, yeah. you're not to know that. 
That's what I'm trying but to say. But then they might know, Ken. Not I all 10-year-olds aren't, aren't impressionable and don't know what they're doing. You can't, you can't no, say... No, I'm, I'm not saying know. they're not impressionable. And I'm not saying that they, they should unaware. be... Attacked. I'm not saying that they're unaware. Yeah. They know what they're doing, but I'm saying legally... Right. They're not aware. I don't think they're well, aware. Well, we've just we've just seen there, mm. like you said, you didn't even realise. Mm. We, what we're saying to you, listeners, what we're saying to you, beautiful people, and making and bringing about awareness to these things mm. because maybe some people aren't aware of the police stop and search powers and what 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 um, powers they have and what yeah. powers we have because yeah. we have rights too. I know. We have stop and search rights, but knowing that if we are over ten years old and have committed a crime, mm. that we can be arrested and taken to the yeah. police station and charged. And we know sometimes um, police are profiling. Mm. So sometimes the, the youngsters that are being stopped are not necessarily involved in any kind of crime, yeah. but it's only because of the area they're walking in and because of the particular incident that might right. have t- taken place prior Yeah, and they fit a bill or description, profile. a profile. Yes. Yes. So they're being stopped. Yeah. Yep. As well. So it's it's good for the youngsters not to see and, and again it's this all links mm. to education, having a passion for education. Right. Because yeah. if, if 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 we can instill a passion for education mm. in our youngsters, they can get a sense of what they need to know. Yeah. So when they are in that situation they don't overreact. And as parents as well, just just knowing what if we say if we have mm. youngsters and we it's mm. a lot of the young boys really that, that they profile not mm. necessarily the young girls although the odd one here or there maybe mm. i don't know um but at least us as parents know what our youngsters rights are and even mm. us as adults we know what our, our rights are if we're stopped if we're stopped mm. by the police mm-hmm. yeah i'm thinking more of youngsters because when, yeah. when i think about it if you're a 10 year old 12 year old 13 year old and there's two burly policemen standing in front of you. Mm. It's a scary. It's a, it's, it's a scary encounter. They, yeah. It can be. They can be quite scary, and they, they, it can be difficult for you to kind of open your mouth and talk and be assertive yeah. as to what you need to say. Yeah. So it's so important for so parents to mm. to try and, and and educate their kids around this. Important. It's so, so important. important. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it. Um, Joy McKay says, "What happen if there's a fine? They uh, they are not working. Who pays the fine? Well, we. <laughs> it's the parents. Shall we clarify that? Yeah. We the parents or the guardians. Yeah. Pay the fine. Yes. Yeah. Parents or guardians have to pay the fine. Um, sadly, and the parents can be held accountable as well. Going through the these this paperwork." Um, on the gov.uk parents can be held accountable yes especially if you go to youth court yeah if you go to youth court and your child comes up in front of a judge Mm. the parents are although the parents may not have kind of elicited or got involved in what's been been happening yeah you are still as as a parent you are that's why it's so important if if we are accountable, we need mm. to educate ourselves and our children. And we're not talking about 15, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds, which it, it is more prevalent. But yeah. we're now going to younger children now we're yeah. talking about, yeah. 10 and up. Well, what's, what is good about the situation 
is that um, there are measures in place as well. So uh, young people age 18 are treated as adults by law. If they're sent to prison, they'll be sent to a place that holds 18 to 25 year olds and not a full adult, adult pr prison. However, there are um, youth crime prevention programmes. Okay, so not saying that everyone that's stopped and sh searched is a criminal. Let's, let's have that first of, not if one stops and search. What we were talking about was stop and search powers um, that are there, that can be tapped into, that we need to know what our rights are. But there are um, youth crime prevention programmes, so um, how young people are put on programmes, what, what um, these programmes are and how they work. They also have mentoring programme and involving parents and families mm. as well. So you can find all of this stuff on the .gov website, but please just to remember, okay, before you're searched by the police, if they want to search you, then that you've got to know their full name, their name and police station, mm. and what they expect to find, um, for example, drugs, etc. The reason they want to search you yeah, for example, if it looks like you're hiding something, so on and so forth, what um, they are legally allowed to search, or, or why they're legally allowed to search you, and that you can have a record of the search, and if it isn't possible at the time, you can get a copy. All right, so um, this is on the gov.uk website, and um, it's, it's all well and good. We need to know what our rights are, and yeah, definitely... Definitely look into Definitely. it. So I'll, I'll implore anybody who's listening um, to, to go on the website and sit down with your kids and mm. go through some of this. Maybe not all of it, yeah. but just what's relevant to them. Really so important. So important. Fabulous. So after the break, we're going to see um, white women claim that black men are desperate and have low self-esteem. Is that true? What are your thoughts? And this was to Elite Conversation. That was heard. We'll tackle that right after the break. We'll see y'all. Oh, yeah. So there's the sounds of Gwen Guthrie there. Sweet, bitter love. So we've come very close to the end of the evening on this June 29th. Can you, can can you imagine? It? Can you believe it? And it's just flown by. The oh. month is just like, wow. It's just June the 1st. Now we're like, yep. tomorrow's June the 30th. Yep. It has been, been a roller coaster ride roller coaster. with all the June babies and everyone. Yeah, going on, well, you know? the, the four of you were June babies, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was me on Friday, yeah. 25th. And also, I'm going to shout out my sister Mia, who's Earth Strong is on Thursday. So wow. if you're listening, Mia, high five, and I'll be um, high five, sister in law. Shout to it. <laughs> yeah, your favorite sister in law. Yeah, you're partner in crime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, so we are have asked a question as regards to um, something that we saw this morning, right, Ken? Yeah, it was an interesting video. Um, it was a video of a leaked conversation mm. between some Caucasian women. Yeah. And they were reflecting on uh, black men. Right. And how black men are viewed. Uh, by them yeah um and they were saying basically that black men are not don't have um so not all black men mm. but some black men don't have uh their self-esteem they said yeah. they don't have no self-esteem 
and they're desperate and they and they believe that if they've got a Caucasian woman on their arm, they're the bee's knees. Basically, right. it's the, the best thing since sliced bread. Yes. Basically, that was the, the the gist of the conversation. Obviously, there was more to it. Mm. So Wimbo's just going to expand on that a little bit. Yeah, they said black men would go above and beyond to please a white woman because being with a white woman is like a dream come true. I mean, there was a, a, a lot. The common theme, he said, was that black uh, men should date should date outside of their race because black women are hard to deal with. This is This is the perception that black women are hard to deal with they're not submissive um they're not as freaky as white women this and that for for black women and this and that for black men and black men um white women are easier to deal with as a whole however he said that in his experience that black it was all to do with um fetishism and so forth. Okay, one moment. Got a call coming in. One minute. Hi, caller. Hi, good evening, yeah. caller. Black. Yeah, hello. 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 Hi. Hi. Uh, how are you doing? We're, We're fine. Good. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. Not too bad. I was just calling in about the question. Go for it. Um. Some part of me really doesn't want to, but I kind of have to agree. Well, not completely agree with with the ladies, but it's one of those ones where it's like it's a bit hypocritical to to point the finger and and say certain things when I don't know. Don't know what it's, it's the same thing on the on the exact same side. If that makes sense. What? So, like a woman might say the same thing. A black woman? Oh, oh, black man. Um, yeah, literally. Okay. And, um, and, oh. Okay. What? So, like a black uh, a black woman might say that oh he's uh, uh, he's lazy or I don't know what a black woman would say really because he's no good. Yeah. Lazy. Yeah. Doesn't want to work. Because you you tear down a black man and then it when when it comes to to like saying something or reacting to when someone else is saying the same thing that you're saying. Right. You don't kind of have the same energies this year. Okay, so so it, it. I mean, we don't want to bring on a racist kind of conversation in in that sense. It was just that this this was a leaked conversation that somehow got out there, and you could see the the comments that these women had made. But you are right; it can work both ways. That's basically what you're saying, right? Yeah, it, it should. Okay, thank you. Thanks, thanks for your call. Thanks for the call. Thanks for your call. That's right. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. So, in this case, um, he spoke also of racial fetishism. Hmm. It's like a, a fetish, and I think that um, naturally, Lily has kind of spoken on this. You know, this came back from Wikipedia. Oh, oh dear! This is see how they're listening to conversation. This Google thing. Um, and he's saying that racial fetishism is an indecisive form of racism. Yeah, because these women will want to go with a guy because he's got the BD, yeah, or BMC, I think they call it, um, as well as, you know, being with a strong black man. He, he likened it to, you know, one of those people, those guys that look like thugs, and they've got that big, big, big um, pit bull terrier that you wouldn't approach them because the dog on the arm, it, it makes him look a bit more 
you know, hardened or whatever. To what are you talking about? The perception of a black man? This is what the guy said in the video. Mm. He was trying to do an analogy and re- relating it to uh, a guy wanting to look cool by having this big dog. And basically he was relating it to the, the white women that wanted to have this big black man on their arm. Oh, so it's, so it's like a perception. It's like a... Like a it's like have, having a Gucci handbag. Yes. Or, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's, it's having an accessory yeah. to make you Basically, look a certain way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And some or women... feel a certain way. Yeah, mm. yeah. And th- what he was saying was that the he dated a white lady and um, that she... It was like a trophy. He, he was like a trophy to her. Mm. So And he could see in the things that she would say that she had a sense of racism or whatever, subconsciously... Within her now, we've we. I mean, it is a sweeping statement to make that white women, because it's not all white women, and, and this is this was an American guy speaking mm. um, on the video claiming that black men are desperate and have low self esteem. Let's take that white women bit out of it, mm-hmm. and let's look at the next claim there that black men are desperate and have low self esteem. Do you agree that to be true or false? Wow, that's a that's deep. That's it deep. Is deep. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Speaking from a black man's perspective, mm. I think I don't see us as desperate. Sometimes we, sometimes we don't educate ourselves enough. Mm. Uh, so sometimes the situations that we do face can seem desperate. So it, we can look at from the outside in. We can look desperate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes we do lack self-esteem, but I don't think that's lacking self-esteem because we want to Mm. but sometimes we lack self-esteem because society and and the pressures that black males can face Mm. can bring us to the point of having low self-esteem right and is Um, that sorry mm -hmm. i was gonna say that is that to do with family is that to do with work is it to do with life i think it's to do in life in general Mm. you know sometimes it can be difficult family can can make things difficult, especially if you're with a spouse or a partner um, that does say that have the same ideals with you, they have mm. the same vision. Like he's saying, you know, he's with this woman, it's white, black, doesn't mm. matter. But it was her perception. She had deep rooted views yeah. that sometimes can't comes out in, in a in, in a sentence or a word. Yeah. And that can chip at your self esteem. Mm. And it's a bit like that Meghan Markle thing we spoke of the other day, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, yeah. those subconscious biases that that are there. And uh, yes, Joy McKay says ego tripping more like. OK, so it's an ego trip for the person that possibly has that trophy handbag man so, on their arm. Yeah, so if, if we're looking at that person being egotistical, mm. how then does that make that spouse or partner feel? Yeah. Yeah. So they, do, do you know what I'm saying? So it's like two different levels. They're on one level. Yeah. And therefore that, that other person is not put on that same level. Because what we got to see here, right, is what the, the statement that's made that black men are desperate and have low self-esteem. I don't agree with that statement. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, not the black men that I know are definitely not desperate oh. and don't have low self-esteem. Yeah, so it, it, like I said, it was a leaked conversation and some of the things that these women were saying, some of the things that these women were saying, it was it was 
I, I couldn't, it was just like, well, is that really what they think? And I think one of the points that they made was that, that they would date a black guy, but they wouldn't marry them. Which is, which, which again, mm. if, you, again, it goes back to that, doesn't make a man desperate, but again, it can affect your self-esteem, isn't it? If you're yeah. with somebody and their sole aim is to, to just have you there as a trophy, mm. no commitment, basically that's what we're saying, yeah. that, you know, I want to be with you, but I'm not committed to you. Yeah. So therefore, how are you, again, how is that made, meant to make you feel? Mm. If, you, if you're put in that position. So the desperation thing, I don't believe, and I, I agree with you, I don't think black men are desperate. Yeah. I, I think, like any man, irrespective of race or colour, you want to be the best person you can be. Yeah. You know, and desperation yeah. isn't part of, of what we're talking about here. Again, it's taken a, um, a conversation mm. and they're taking it from their context. Has has a woman's context, how they see a, a male, particularly yeah. in this in this instance, is a black male. But to be honest, that is a marginalised view. It it's is. not a general view. No, no. And it is taken as well from the perspective because it is an American person's video. Yes, and as well, it, the context is slightly different because we've kind of lived side by side in interracial relationships. We do, but that yeah. doesn't mean, personally for me, that that things are still even mm. when you when we look at the scenarios of of race and color, which we're not bringing in. We're, we're not mm. going to dwell on that, but there is still major issues with that. Yeah, even in this country. George Williams says here um, on Facebook, he says, um, in, the main, in, in the main, that's one person's perspective, but really she needs to ask why is that? Perhaps um, she needs to read world history to find answers. And that's, that is pertaining to the white women claiming black men are desperate and so forth. But it's getting to the nitty gritty of what you just said there, because we know that um, black males have a high level of mental health. We've we've spoken on that um, issue. They they have um, lots of issues. Hmm. We've looked at just looked at police stop and search, and so forth. Why are they why are they targeted in that way? So they've mm-hmm. got to be dealing with that as well, as well as um, broken homes. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things mm-hmm. when it comes to the black male. Not necessarily saying that the white male as well doesn't have those things. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there's a lot when we speak on the black male. It's okay, true. and um, I guess in the states it's a much different, it's different, yeah, way of life. But but I like to flip it as well because mm. we've touched on two male black males individuals. Yeah. Yeah. One went to Chicago University yeah. for his PhD. Yep. Then he went to Harvard. Yes. We had another young black, and it on a different age spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. With a young sixteen-year-old who's an entrepreneur yes. and setting up his own business. Yeah. So. And when we look more. at yeah, and there's many more. So when mm. we look on that side, there yeah. are a lot of positives to take from us being black men yes. in this country. Yeah, um, there's a lot of positives happening. It's hard to highlight everything in this short space of time mm. that we have left. Mm. So yes, there is the flip side of the negative aspects of being a black male. Yeah, but when we counteract that, there's a lot of positives, and like it all ties in. Yeah, about 
passion for education, mm. a passion to educate yourself and elevate yourself Absolutely. through the education. Absolutely. And it's so, um, what our caller said, it does cut the other way round. And taking colour out of it, we know that it was these women that probably had their view on the matter, but that's a very small nucleus of people, so we can't tar everyone with the same brush. Like I said, it is an individual's opinion, it's an individual's um, way that they see things. And in this case, when you do watch the video, um, we can see that's a nucleus of women that feel a specific way, but it's, we're not generalising all white women feel that way. It was just a video that was watched and it was a question that was thrown out there. But on the back end of it, speaking on um, black men and self-esteem issues and desperation, de being desperate people. But as you've highlighted there, that no, there are black men that are doing awesome and great things, elevating to the next level. And that is the, the most important thing. However, again, on the flip side, there's a lot of black men that are struggling when it comes to mental health, when it comes to seeing themselves in a positive way. And so it's, it's how do we help, where's the balance in all of that? And like I said, it's, I know it's hard to find balance. Mm. You need the support network, which yeah. is important. Not everybody can have that. But you can look at positiveness of people who suffer from 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 that those issues yeah and um, there's footballers that have suffered that have suffered depression and mental health yeah. issues um you know there were politicians they were civil rights leaders they all if you think of those civil rights leaders I'm, I'm, you know martin luther king malcolm x mm. they were under pressure they had problems with it. Obviously, they would have issues themselves because they were living in a, in a, in a, in a in a time where there was uprising, yeah. social issues, segregation. So that's always there will always be that issue yeah. with us, um, and and it's it's different in this country to America. So I'm not going to compare it, but it shows that we can rise above it. Always, we will rise. And we, you know, as black men. There are a lot of positive black role models. Yeah. A lot of here, local heroes, you know, we might not know, we don't know all of them, mm. <laughs> but they're there. I'm sure they're there. Definitely there. Yeah. If you pass the 10X rule, and let's have a look at what the 10X rule um, has to say, because we really have come close to the end of the evening. Thank you so much, um, um, KJB for stepping in it's been an absolute pleasure I hope yeah. I, I hope um, all the listeners out there have enjoyed um, the show and we're just thankful for you tuning in and taking the time to share these two hours with us thank you yes thank you so much yeah so um, Joy McKay we'll just quickly read your comments it says strong black women have very high morals which normally comes from culture and black males are given baskets to carry water in an unfair society. Very, very true. You give him um, a basket to carry water in. How on earth can you carry water in a basket? However, um, what Grant Cardone is saying in the 10x rule this week is um, be goal orientated. So, like you said, having that passion, having that mission. And it says a goal is something is a is some desirable object objective typically something yet to be achieved that a person or company needs in order to move forward successful people are highly goal orientated and always pay more attention to the target 
understand the problem. They are seemingly able to bend bullets because of their commitment and focus on a goal. Far too many folks spend more time planning what they will get at the grocery store than they do setting the most important goals of of their lives. If you don't stay focused on your goal, you will spend your life achieving the objectives of other people, particularly those who are goal-oriented. So basically saying whatever those women were saying, yeah, leave them where they are and you keep progressing forward. Okay? Um, No, our men are not desperate and have low self-esteem. Maybe some do and they can still work on that and elevate themselves out of such a situation. So we really do thank you all for listening to All Flavours Radio. We have come close to the end of the evening and um, on after me will be DJ Laro with the Vibe Show from 8 till 10. And um, Please check the schedules out as um, we have shows every single day. Um, DJ Laro saying, come on England, come on England, we did it. Two goals to Germany. Let's celebrate with some good vibes tonight from 8 till 10 on allflavoursradio.com. Yes, Laro, that's a nice one. They've done it, and it's very rare, isn't it? Isn't Ken? it? Looks like football's coming home. Is it coming home? Is it coming home? Football coming home? Yeah. Is it coming yeah, home? I think it's coming home. We'll hey, see. We'll see. We will see. We will see. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully, Lily will be back in the hot seat next week. All I've got, I guess we've got to say, Ken is. We'll, we'll see, see you on, on the other, other side. side. Take Good care. Night.